0: All right, who loves a summer barbecue as much as I do? Listen, if you want to impress everyone with some super yummy dishes, you need ButcherBox in your life. ButcherBox is my go-to subscription box that delivers high-quality meat and seafood to your door with free shipping always. And I'm talking high-quality cuts at an amazing value. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. We are saving so much money every month with ButcherBox over going to the grocery store and buying meat and seafood and saving a lot of time. But get this, last month we saved nearly $200. I also love that ButcherBox curates these tips and recipes that are based on your box so you know what to cook. I made the most amazing steak with a basil sauce the other night. And oh, let me tell you, my friends all raved at how amazing it tasted. I'm definitely going to be pulling that recipe out. If you want great meat and seafood in your life, you need ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com ETM and use code ETM at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year. Plus get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com ETM and use code ETM.
1: With supply chains becoming more complex
0: Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game, this is Millennial Money, and today we're talking your month-by-month money-to-do list.
1: Millennial Money with Shauna Compton-Game. It will expand your brain.
0: So I've never done a podcast quite like this where we're running all the way from January to December, but I thought this was a really great topic to do to kind of give you a podcast that you can come back to month after month after month. So you may want to tag this podcast. Um, or, you know, take a screenshot of it so you remember each month to come back and kind of update the uh, list of depending on what month we're in. And, you know, there's like a million different things that we could talk about in each month, but I'm going to try and do each month by like some of the heavy hitters that I think you should be thinking about each month. So needless to say, this is probably going to be a little lengthy podcast, so I want to make sure you're comfortable and maybe you got your comfy clothes on, a nice blankie, maybe a hot cup of coffee or tea, you know, something for you to just get snuggly and warm if you're someplace cold or if you're someplace warm, Uh, like we are here in Los Angeles. It's really ah, it's just really breaking my heart that we're in the 80s in January. And I know probably a lot of you are listening to that and you want to like throw something very sharp at me. Uh, but it actually does get just a little bit annoying that we don't have winter really, you know? We we may dip down in like to the 50s or 60s for a couple of days and then we go right back up. And uh, look, I know this is a reason why people love Los Angeles and people are, you know, dreaming and doing whatever they can to move here. But I will tell you, like, if you live somewhere with seasons, it does get a little monotonous here and we tend to like freak out when there's a leaf that changes color. It's like, oh my God, there's a leaf and it's not green or brown, you know, it's like a different color. And okay, I shouldn't be complaining because, you know, we're very fortunate to live where we live, but, but... we do enjoy seasons, so if you could just ship me a little bit of your snow so I could build like a snowman and have a snowball fight, that would make me really, really happy. But okay, enough enough about all of that, right? Uh, let's dive into the month-by-month money to-do list, and we're in January, so the question really is, you know, how are you doing? It's January such a great month to take inventory of where you're at, where you're trying to go, and look, even if you don't achieve a lot of the goals throughout the year, who cares? It's not about that. It's about, you know, coming up with a list of things that you want to accomplish and then starting to march in those direction. And what I have found is that, you know, a lot of times I'll set a goal list in January and then I'll look back at it in July and be like, wow, okay, a lot of things changed in my life. So a lot of those goals changed, which uh, you know, it's just a good time to set new goals. So it's kind of a, always an evolution process. I found this whole goal thing. So in January, I think that you should really be thinking about, you know, how much are you contributing to your 401k? This is just a good month to take inventory and stock of where you're currently at. Are you contributing up to your company's match? Can you increase your contribution even just by a percentage? A percentage point, you know, it's going to get you going again in the right direction. Maybe you got a big bonus at holiday time or, you know, maybe your annual re- review is coming up. But those are all just great times to remind yourself like, hey, can I bump up my contribution by at least a percentage? And look, you're not going to feel a percentage difference in your paycheck. It's going to be minuscule in your paycheck, but what it's going to do to your overall um, investing and savings is going to be big. So this year, you can contribute up to $18,500 in your 401k. Hooray, we finally got an increase in the contribution limits. And, you know, depending on where you are in your career, that could seem like a ridiculously high amount of money. So the goal is just to put something in, something, 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 at least up to the match. And if you don't have access to a 401k, there's a Roth, and IRA, you can put up up to $5,500. So that works out to about $450 a month to max it out. And as long as you build this stuff into your budget, it's totally doable. And again, I think just this month, you know, especially when we're we're looking at, you know, investing contribution percentages, I don't necessarily want you to focus on that that money is going away from your paycheck because yes, it is. The reality is, yes, you don't have that cash to spend, but it's still your cash. It's still being invested somewhere to grow for your future. So it's not like you just spent it on something, you know, ridiculous like you know, you just went out and bought like a brand new 65 inch TV. Not that that's ridiculous, because I think that's actually a necessity. But don't tell anyone I told you that. Anyway, uh, you're not wasting it, right? You're just saving it for yourself for later. So your later self is going to totally thank your today self. All right, so February, we're starting to talk a little bit about tax time now. We got to start getting our tax stuff together and tax day is April 17th this year. It always moves around a little bit depending on, um, you know, where the weekend falls and where the 15th is and all that good stuff. So in February, start gathering all the data that you need to file your taxes, your 1099s, your W-2s, any receipts, any charitable contribution paperwork, uh, list of investment gains, like all of that necessary stuff that you need to file your taxes. And then when you get your W2s and your 1099s, just take a quick glance over them. Make sure they're correct, you know, look at how much money went into your um your retirement, you know, are you happy with that? Again, can you increase it? Can you challenge yourself to to increase your savings percentage? especially if you notice that your salary has increased last year. So if your salary is going up, your savings percentage should go up right along with it. And then make sure you have all those documents you need before you start to file your taxes. Because if you sit down to file your taxes either online or with an accountant, and you don't have all that paperwork, then I mean, It's just a fruitless waste of time. So just make sure you, you know, gather it all together, put it in some sort of folder that you can easily find and, you know, just have it ready for you. And then if you're self-employed, you know, think maybe there's some great software to help you keep track of your expenses and your income, all of that good stuff. FreshBooks, I use them a lot. I, I love them. Uh, QuickBooks also has a self-employed edition, and I've heard from other people that they love that as well. So just find something that works for you because it makes it really easy if you're self-employed at tax time. You just push a button if you've kept up with this stuff every week. You just push a button and out print out everything you need to take with your 1099s and all those other documents, either to your accountant or, again, when you file online. Okay, so March. March, again, we're going to double check our contributions. Just, you know, double check. Double checking is not a bad thing. And uh, we're going to think about, you know, if we've already gotten our tax return back, our little refund back, what in the world do we want to do with that? So you can contribute up to April 17th to your Roth or IRA for... 2017 contribution. So if you haven't filed your taxes yet and you got extra cash and you haven't hit the um, the max yet for your Roth and IRA contribution for 2017, you can throw extra money into it before you file your taxes before April 17th. So that's just a good thing for you to know. Also, if you have a health savings accounts uh, for 2017, you can contribute $3,400 for an individual or a family sixty seven fifty. dollars So again, the same thing you have up to April 17th to put that money uh, in your health savings account. So it's a good way to just have a few extra months to maybe build up some some savings that you want to put in there. And then, you know, don't blow your entire tax return. I've done this in the past. Of course, everybody has done this. It's a popular thing to do. You suddenly get a lot of cash in your bank account, and you just want to go out and spend it. So I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world if that happens, but, you know, you're listening to this podcast, my hope is you want to start being a little smarter with your finances. You know, maybe use at least half of it towards a goal that you set in January, and the other half, if you want to blow, be my guest. Blow away, right? But, you know, maybe you put all the money towards all the different goals you want to achieve. Maybe when you, one of your goals is to go on vacation. So put that extra money, you know, there, but, but give that money a job to do before you put it in your bank account. Because what I found is once you deposit it in your bank account and you don't have a plan for it, like sayonara, it's, it's going bye-bye, just wave bye-bye to it. It's going to get spent. And then you're going to look back in your bank account like a month later and be like, where did that money go? Well, it went somewhere, right? So just a little little word of advice from somebody who's done that herself. So it's April, it's tax month, hallelujah, right? Some of us like it, some of us don't like it. If we're self-employed, it's usually a little bit of a pain in the butt, but let's talk about you know saving and shredding documents after you file your taxes. If you're self-employed, you need to keep all of those tax records, including your receipts that you deducted for seven years. I know that's a pain and it takes up a lot of space in your place, but it's really important in case you're audited that you have all that information. So I always just say, don't shred any documents, whether you're self-employed or not, that you wrote off in your current year taxes. Just put it in a box, label the box, shove it in the back of your closet, and don't think about it again until next tax year. April's also a great time to think about creating a master list and this is so very important especially if you're in a relationship creating a list that has every account number every password all your financial accounts anything financially life insurance policies disability policies ah you name it anything like that create this list and I created an Excel, and then I password protect the Excel document. So if somebody was to get my computer, they couldn't just access that document. But it's really, really important to have because if something happens to you, the other person's got to know how to pay the bills, right? If something happens to you, somebody's got to know what's going on. Or let's just say, even you get in an accident and you're in the hospital for a while, right? You gotta pay your bills. And so it unless you have everything on auto paid, and even if you do, it's still really important to create this master list. I have to tell you about my new obsession, Notion, our sponsor today. Notion has single-handedly changed how I do life for the better. I use Notion for all my daily journaling, so I can keep it all in one spot. I also keep all our favorite recipes that are budget friendly in Notion so I can easily sort and find the ones I love and easily create fast grocery list. And okay, one of the best uses of Notion, you can create a template for your money dates and track your goals right in Notion. Seriously, Notion is a game changer. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but really getting inspired. It's an AI-powered workspace. It turns knowledge into action, you can use Notion to summarize meeting notes and auto-generate action items, get answers to questions in minute, and you can make all of your money tasks so much easier. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, freelance designer, starting a new startup, a student juggling classes and clubs, or just somebody really wanting to get your life together. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters notion.com slash etm and start turning ideas into action and when you use our link you're supporting our show notion.com slash etm so tell me what are your money goals that you have for this year maybe you're like me and endlessly looking for a house to buy and you're focused on saving for a down payment or you're drooling over traveling somewhere tropical this year and you want to save to pay for it Or you're ready to leave your job and build your own business, so you're going to need some startup funds. Whatever your goals are this year, Monarch can help you reach them. In fact, the Wall Street Journal named Monarch the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. What I love about Monarch is it's simple and easy, customizable design so the dashboard can look exactly the way you want it to. I'm also a big fan of creating custom budgets for things like travel. It's one of my favorite money tips. And Monarch lets you do this so easily. This is such a great way to stay motivated when you've got a lot of money goals. You can easily track your progress with every dollar that you save or spend. Remember, your brain loves to see progress, and you should celebrate it when you're saving money. And honestly, I am so focused on privacy, so I really admire that Monarch will never sell your data to third parties. This means a lot to me, and it should mean a lot to you as well. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of the show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. I know I'm a bit biased, but honestly, I think I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a golden mountain doodle, and she is full of spunk and fun, and she's never met a ball she does not love. I honestly, I would do anything for Winnie, and she has enriched my life so much. I can... Confidently say, Winnie is absolutely one of the most priceless purchases I have ever made. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. In today's world, we insure a lot, from cars and homes to cell phones and even travel plans. But what about insurance for your cat or dog? With ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. This is what I call smart spending because... Let's be real, those vet bills, they can be expensive. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program, they've been around for about 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure your pet's plan is unique as they are, because vet bills, they can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. It's simple. You use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit com slash ETM. That's a s slash ETM. Again, that's a s slash ETM.
1: This is Chris Christensen from the Amateur Traveler Podcast. The Amateur Traveler Podcast is about the love of travel. It's about where to go and why you should go there. We're going to open up to you different destinations you haven't heard of or places you have heard of but things you didn't know to do while you were there. Each episode is about 45 minutes long. And it's typically an interview with someone who wrote the guidebook on that destination or who has been there or who's a local tour guide or someone who is an expert on that destination and knows how to tell you what to do to get the most out of your precious vacation time. So if you value your vacation time and you want to use it wisely, listen to Amateur Traveler and learn about destinations both domestic and international, places you've heard of and places you haven't. Amateur Traveler has almost 900 episodes talking about different destinations, so if there's a place you want to go, odds are we've already covered it and can help you plan a trip there. Amateur Traveler, subscribe today.
0: So we're in May now. We survived tax time. It's a glorious, glorious day. I'm always happy when May rolls around. And may be a great time to check in with our emergency fund and find out, you know, how is it holding up after tax time? And where are we on that savings spectrum of saving somewhere around three to six months of our expenses? You know, do we need to put extra cash in there? Should we devote some of our refund into there? Just where we're at, just kind of take inventory. And then also take inventory of your savings account. Are you earning above 1% interest on your emergency fund? If you're not you need to switch to an emergency fund where you are earning above 1% because there are a lot of them out there now and they're fantastic, fantastic high-yield savings accounts that are paying you more than your traditional bank. So again, remember every dollar counts. Every dollar counts. Why wouldn't we switch so we earn more money? Even if it's 10 bucks at the end of the year, it's 10 more bucks than you had at the beginning of the year. And to me, it's just... That's the way to be smart with your money is just to think about even if everything is these little increments, it's all these little increments add up over time and that's where you start accumulating wealth, if you will. I know a lot of people don't like that word, but for the lack of a better word, you understand what I'm saying. Also, may is a good time to, you know, check in with your subscriptions. Are there any subscriptions, monthly subscriptions, yearly that you have that you aren't using that you can funnel The money that you were paying for that subscription just directly into your emergency fund. Again, I don't care if it's five bucks or seven bucks or whatever it is, it's just more money. And then also, May is a great time to start planning and saving for any of your summer vacations. So, really, you know, you're a couple months out if you plan to travel in July and August. So, it's a good time to start checking on airfare. You can go to Google.com/flights slash and you can dial in like what is the cheapest day to fly for wherever you want to go. I use that that all the time to even just play around with like different destinations. See like okay, well, what if we went here? What if we went there? And and really figuring out you know those days. Of course, it's going to you know change over time, but it's something to give you a little bit of a I don't know, just you know, kind of a, a check-in point so you so you know where you're at. So we're at June. We're at June now. And June's a good time, again, to check in with your investments. You realize we're checking in with our investments every couple months, and that's not a bad thing. So how happy are we with our 401k, our IRA, or our Roth? Is it growing in the direction that we want to? If you're not sure, you know, this is just a great time to start beefing up on some good reading content, to get smart. There are so many different articles out there, uh, about investing first time investors, what you should invest in. I don't cover a lot of a, a lot of that on the podcast because that is so, super specific. It's so specific and you really need to figure out what works for your situation, for your bank account, for your risk tolerance, all of those sorts of things. And then also June's a good time for, you know, how are you on your money tracking systems? Are they working for you? Do you need to shake anything up? Do you need to motivate yourself? You know, are you having uh, money dates with yourself every week? Where are you on the spectrum? Are you the type of person where, you know, you're really not checking your bank account and the expenses that you're Spending your money on every month, maybe it's like three, four months go along, and you're like, oh, "I should check," you know. Or maybe you like open up your your um, the app on your phone for your bank, and you're like, "Wait a minute! I thought I had a lot more money in there." If those things are happening, even if they're not, but if those things are happening for sure, that's just a good signal to you of like, "Hey." you got to take some stock and some inventory as to where you're spending your money because it's so powerful. And when you figure out where you're spending every single penny of your money, like categorizing all those expenses, then you're really in the driver's seat to make changes over your money. And and honestly, your savings is going to go up, Paying off debt is going to go so much faster. You you know, money is not something we can just like put on a shelf and never check. And that's the unfortunate thing because that's what a lot of us do. And I've done it in the past. Everybody has done it. But when you stay with the consistency of it, that's really where the magic is going to start to happen. And that's going to roll us into July, which is really our mid-year check-in. What's working? What isn't? What shifts do you need to make? Are your goals progressing? Are they not? You know, are there any big life changes that are coming up that you need to plan for? And a challenge in July, hey, can you up your savings percentage this month? Can you put an extra 50 bucks in that you commit to each month? Maybe $100, 500 maybe maybe $1,000. I don't know. You know, it just depends on where you're at with your career, with your bank account, with your debt, all of those sorts of things. But July is just a great time to do a check-in and to take stock of where you're at. And if you come to July and you're like, man, I don't even know where I'm at. Great. No problem. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just a gentle reminder to yourself to check back in, you know, just to, you know, look at your cash, look at where it's going, maybe make just a few little tweaks and adjustments. Because what I found is if you get to the mid-year and you're like, man, everything is is crazy and I don't know what's going on and you start to make all of these big changes, it is the fastest way for you to fizzle out on handling your money. So just be gentle on yourself. Make these little, tiny changes, and uh, that's the best way for you to to stick with stuff. So we we're at August. We're surviving the summer. Hopefully the summer is great for us. Hopefully we were able to go somewhere awesome and relax. But August is a good time to do what I call a beneficiary check in now. We're rolling into some months towards the end of the year and some of these things that we're going to go over make people a little bit uneasy like you don't feel great doing this stuff but it's really important. So beneficiaries simply are the person or people that you name on, you know, your 401k, your Roth, your IRA, your life insurance, your investments, your bank account, all of these different um uh you know, financial transactions that you make that will inherit any money that's in there should something happen to you. They're really important. A lot of people forget to name a beneficiary and it's just not, it just, it takes like two seconds to do this. So check beneficiaries on your on your life insurance, on your 401k, on your IRA, on your Roth, on your outside investment accounts. Just again, your bank account, your savings account, make sure that those are the people that you would want that money to go to. It's also a good month to work on all those nasty but necessary uh, life slash estate documents. And even if you think, I don't have an estate, I hear you. I'm right there with you. But you got stuff. You got computers. You got jewelry. You got clothes. You got books. You got uh, <laughs> TVs and cookbooks and you name it. You got stuff. So if you got stuff, you need a will. And there are some... Amazing apps out there to help you do this without having to go sit in an attorney's office, without having to pay a ton of money. Uh, There's Willing and Tomorrow app. I'll link those in the show notes. Those are great, great um, apps for you to use to complete all of these documents super, super easy, super fast. You can get a will and an advanced healthcare directive, which I highly suggest, for a fraction of a price. Also, August, we want to start paying off our summer travel debt. Uh, You know, call your credit card companies. It's a good reminder to call your credit card companies in August. Ask for an interest rate deduction. I do it all the time, at least twice a year. And, um, you know, saving a percentage on your credit cards if you have any debt on there is just a great way to pay that debt off super fast. And also in August, you know, think about calling your cell phone and your internet company, cable company. Negotiate yourself a lower deal. do this all the time, and we save a bundle of money. And the cool thing is when you negotiate a lower cell plan, cell phone plan, internet plan, cable plan, whatever, you're you're seeing that savings every single month. So if it's $20 that you're saving, you're saving that every single month. And you can redirect that 20 bucks towards something you actually want it to go towards, even if it's your coffee addiction. I don't care. You just found yourself 20 bucks, right? Pat yourself on the back. All right, so we're September. Are you hanging in there with me? Are we still there? Are we still cozy and cuddled up? I hope so. So we're in holiday mode in September. Great time to uh, set up your holiday budget. Create a list of who you are buying for and how much you want to spend for each person. I find when I don't do this, I completely overspend. But when I do, I come really close to the amount that I've had budgeted. And I'm also looking at like, what can I really realistically afford without having to put it on my credit card. And then there are great apps. Again, we had um raise on a, a couple months ago, a great way for you to get discounted gift cards or to even sell your gift cards. But try to avoid using your credit card for your gifts unless you can pay it off no later than January. That's kind of my my marker. If you can get the debt paid off by January, then, you know, it's okay. But you go past January and you're going to start paying a lot more money for those gifts than what you budgeted for. And also, if you're traveling for the holidays, again, use Google Flights to check when airfare is less expensive. Really figure out how much you can afford with all your spending on gifts as well so that you don't have to put too much money on the credit card and you can pay it off fast. Okay, we're in October. So if you filed a tax return extension on your taxes, they're due October 17th, just a word for you. It's not a bad thing if you have to file an extension. I've filed an extension many, 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 many years. <laughs> just gives me a little extra time, especially being self-employed to get everything together that I need to. If you've had a new baby this year, maybe think about setting up a 529 college savings plan and driving some of the holiday gift money that your child is going to get from relatives into that college savings plan. We had Abby from College Backer on the podcast a couple of months ago. Again, I'll link that episode in the show notes. Just a great refresher if you're pregnant, if you're having a baby this year. Maybe you're, you know, your brother or sister is having a baby, you're having a niece or nephew, and you want to start a college fund for them. Great way to do it. Also in October, you know, will you get any year-end bonuses? Sometimes you don't know yet, but you might have a good idea. And it's, what are your plans for those funds? What are the goals that are still left for the year that you really want to get accomplished? And can you throw any extra funds into your 401k to beef up end-of-the-year contributions? If you can, do it. Do it in October so that you can get some of that extra money drived in there before the end of the year. And, you know, in November, we've got open enrollment for health insurance. And sometimes, again, this is a hated month for people because those of you that are self-employed, a lot of these plans are vaporizing. They're just going away. In fact, um, you know, we had a carrier in, in California, in Los Angeles, that just said, We're going to stop writing any plans. So all of those customers that had that company's plans were left trying to find a new plan and they're expensive. So, you know, in November, if it's open enrollment through work or it is, you know, is you're self-employed, take a look at your plans. Should Should you switch plans? Is the deductible still a good comfy deductible for you? Um, You know, where were you during the year with expenses? You know, how much money were you having to outlay yourself to pay for medical expenses? And, you know, do you see anything coming up next year that maybe you're going to, um, you know, raise the deductible or lower the deductible to meet those needs? Anytime you have a higher deductible, you're going to have a lower cost to you. Lower deductible, you're usually going to have a higher cost to you. They just go hand in hand like that. All right, we're in December. We've done it. We've reached the end of the year. December's a great time to think about gift giving. And being generous, and, uh, you know, giving financial gifts, I find is really self-fulfilling. I know that some people are either gift givers or gift getters. I think I'm a gift giver. I always feel a little uncomfortable getting gifts. I don't, I don't really know why. That's probably something I should explore, right? <laughs> but uh, I love giving gifts. Like it makes me feel really good. And I love giving gifts to charities. So you can actually contribute, I should say gift. Gift is a better word because that's the actual right word. You can gift up to $15,000 per person this year without having to file a gift tax return. Now, I know most of us will not give a gift up to that amount, but just so you know. And charitable contributions, if you contribute to a legitimate charity, charitable contributions may help lower your taxable income, which is a good thing. We all want to pay less in taxes. Also, you know, December, great time. How are your investments doing? Have you lost money in any of your investments where you need to do some more complex things like tax loss, harvesting? And then just Give yourself time to rest in December. You've done it. You've made it through the year. You know, time to get ready for January. We're going to start all over again. You can listen to this podcast all over again next January. But really just take take stock of where you're at. You know, really give yourself a reward for hitting those goals and staying motivated with your money throughout the year because it's not easy and you know, we're all gonna fall off at some point in time during the year. But the important thing is, is you if you get remotivated, if you if you find passion for this again, if you get back on the horse, I know it's a horrible analogy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> if you just, you know, decide for yourself that okay, maybe I stopped paying attention to my money for a couple months, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get recommitted to it. Anytime you do that, your bank account's going to thank you, you're going to thank yourself and you're going to tear away the stress and fear and anxiety and all of those things that come along with dealing with your money. So as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Game. and if you love this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, use the hashtag Millennial money Podcast, and head on over to the link in the show notes and leave us a five-star review. <laughs>